Hey guys, before we get going on today's show, gotta tell you about my favorite coffee. Of course, it is Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is a game-changing coffee. It's the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews say so. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee, it's taken away everything from back pain to arthritis, long-term migraines, and IBS. It's also helped decrease anxiety. CBD, you guys know it's all natural. It's definitely not psychoactive. Also, the coffee is just rich and tasty. Personally, I could not recommend it anymore to you guys. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Make sure to check it out, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout. Better yet, you'll get it shipped straight to your door. What's going on, guys? Welcome into a brand new edition of the BSN Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here on a Wednesday. As always, we are presented by Total Beverage. Right now, BSN listeners can get 30% off your purchase of $25 or more by using the code BSN2019. Use that online or on the Total Beverage app, and Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area. So if you guys are listening to this podcast in the Denver area, chances are you can sit on your couch, have this podcast going, have the game going, and get Total Beverage delivered to you. They also serve CBD products as well, so make sure to check those guys out for all your liquor, wine, beer, spirits needs, whatever it may be, CBD as well. On today's show, going to go ahead and give you my prediction for what the Nuggets' regular nightly rotation is going to be next season. Something that we've been talking about a bit throughout the summer, uh, but today I'll start with the starters and then go into the bench on Thursday's show. So break this up into two parts for you guys, give you my prediction, what I think the Nuggets will roll out for their rotation on opening night, which isn't that far away on October 23rd in Portland. It's going to be here before we know it. We're almost a month out, three weeks out about from training camp, so the season will be here soon. So in a few moments, I'll get to how I think Denver will divvy up minutes when it comes to its starting lineup. And then, like I said, on Thursday, show, I'll get into the bench and how I think Michael Malone will assign minutes to what's going to be a deep bench. Just looking ahead to how I have minutes pegged to the bench unit right now. I would not want to be Michael Malone having new decide who gets on the court for a minutes on night to night basis, who's cut out of the rotation, because we've said this once, we've said it before, said it seems like a million times by now. Nuggets have a couple guys on this roster who are definitely NBA caliber rotation players who could be getting minutes for most of the teams in the league. I'd say more than half the teams in the league who won't be getting the minutes on a night to night basis for Denver. If you ask people within the organization, they'll say it's a good problem to have. I would tend to agree because injuries will hit. So I'll get into the bench on Thursday, but I did want to start with the starters on today's show, and so I'll get to that in a moment. I did want to go over a question, though, that I got on Twitter from Billy D. Hit me on Twitter, at Harrison Wind. Actually, slid into my DMs. Thanks for the question, Billy. If you do have questions for the show, I would prefer it if you left your questions on bsendeavor.com. It's only open to subscribers, so you do have to be subscribed to leave questions there. Go to this podcast on bsndenver.com, bsndnuggets.com. Scroll to the bottom. Make sure you're signed in. Leave a comment there. If not, hit me on Twitter at Harrison Wind. You can leave me a DM if you want, or you can just mention me or reply to one of my tweets. Or wind at bsndenver.com. That's another option for questions as well. So Billy D writes me on Twitter. He goes, do you think the Nuggets will look for trade options with Will Barton if Michael Porter Jr. plays to his potential? So tough question. Tough to answer because that's such a speculative, hypothetical question. Does MPJ play to his full potential? Does he play to the potential of 
you know, the guy he should have been coming out of the draft if he wasn't injured, so on and so forth. Tough question to answer. I think the easy answer to that one would be yes, because they play the same position. If Michael Porter Jr. plays to his potential, he'd probably be the Nuggets' best option at starting small forward. And I don't think the Nuggets would really have room for their current bench as currently constructed with Will Barton in there, you know, as if Michael Porter Jr. is playing 25, 30 minutes a game, as he would have been if he was playing up to his full potential. That being said, saying, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is going to have that role next season is very premature. So uh, I don't see like that happening per se next season. Will that happen in the future? Yeah, I guess that's more likely than it happening next season. And I would think, you know, if Porter emerges as a starting small forward for this team late in the season and into next year, yeah, you probably move off of Will Barton or try to move off of Will Barton if you're Denver. He seems like he'd be the most logical candidate to go. He's making $12.8 million next year, $13.7 million in 2020-2021, some people say that's not a movable contract. I tend to believe it is. You know, I think when healthy, Barton is a well above replacement level player, obviously, is a winning player. I think when healthy, he's a perfect fit at the three for this Nuggets starting lineup, the best fit they have on their roster right now. And I do think he'd potentially be a wanted man around the league if he comes back this year and proves that he can regain his form from 2017-18 and that what he did last season over the second half of the year when he came back from that pretty significant injury was really just a result of him not being able to find his rhythm. And you know that's the line of thinking I've gone with. And you guys who listen to this podcast regularly know, I think Barton next year will look closer to his 2017-18 self next year than his 2018-19 self. I'm still a believer in him. I think him in the starting lineup next year is going to be a really formidable unit. So I guess to put a bow on that question, I think he would be the most likely guy to get traded if Porter did reach his potential. I have a really tough time seeing that happen next year and seeing Porter get to a spot where he would kind of force Denver's hand in moving off of, say, a Will Barton or somebody else for that matter. Thanks for the question, Billy. Again, the best spot to leave those on bsendeavor.com where this podcast will live. Log in. Leave a comment, a take, a question you've got that you want answered on the show. If not, on Twitter at Harrison Wind or in my email, wind at bsendenver.com. All right, let's take a look at this rotation or what I think the Nuggets might go to in terms of minutes uh, for their rotation. Starting with the starting five here today, I'll get to the bench unit on Thursday. But let's start at the point guard position. Last year, Jamal Murray averaged 32 and a half minutes per game. This year, I've got him pegged at about the same amount. I've got Jamal Murray down right now for 32 minutes a game. And on one hand, you could say, Jamal Murray just got a five-year max extension. Why wouldn't he play more minutes than he did last year? You know, he seems like the real second banana on this team, the guy who has a chance to make an all-star team next year and really make that leap. I said on the show earlier this week that I think Murray is the candidate on the Nuggets who has the best shot at making a big leap next year. Uh, I went over a lot of other candidates I think could, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, Gary Harris, just if he stays healthy. I think, though, Jamal Murray will make a leap. But I think he can make that leap without playing necessarily more minutes, just from an efficiency standpoint, from a point-guarding standpoint. I'm going to make that a verb. I think he can make a leap 
without playing a ton of extra minutes just from also a consistency standpoint as well. He can get consistent without playing a ton of more minutes. But also, Denver has a lot of capable guys behind him that they want to get significant playing time, that they want to get significant minutes. Mainly Monte Morris, who I will get to more on Thursday's show, but I can't imagine playing any less than he did last year. Monte Morris averaged around 24 minutes per game last year, and I see him averaging around the same this year. A little teaser there. But because of his presence, Denver isn't going to you know, want to saddle him to the bench more than they did last year. They were really good when Monte Morris was on the floor for most of the year. They were also really good with Jamal Murray on the floor, but I think part of that has to do with, look, Jamal Murray was really good last year. Part of it also has to do with he's playing alongside a really good starting unit and Nikola Jokic. But you know, Denver wants to get Morris on the floor a lot, just like they did last year, I believe. And when Monte Morris is on the floor, you know, he's going to have the ball in his hands. So that means you know, some of those minutes Murray's not going to be playing, but also some of the minutes I predict he'll play with Monte Morris. And I'm planning on Friday also getting into a discussion of some of the lineups I'm really looking forward to. One of them that I'll hit on will feature Monte Morris and Jamal Murray. But Morris's presence, I think that's a contributing factor towards Murray's minutes not climbing into the mid to high 30s. Also, and this is kind of a prevailing theme with Denver's entire roster and why if you look at the Nuggets starters compared to a lot of other starters throughout the league and throughout the Western Conference, I think you'll see on average their minutes will be quite a bit lower than, say, I don't know, the Clippers starters or the Rockets starters. Like Houston's going to play Harden and Westbrook, Capella, really heavy minutes throughout the regular season. I think part of that is because that's kind of Houston's M.O. You know, they play their guys a lot during the regular season. They try to get Harden the MVP. I think they try to win the West. They want to win the West. The Nuggets, I believe, will take a much more cautious approach with their stars and play them generally on average a lot less minutes than a lot of other teams will play their starters. So that's kind of a theme that will be running throughout this entire starting lineup. But I've got Jamal Murray at around 32 minutes per game. They're going to want to keep him fresh throughout the season. They're going to want to keep him as free of injuries as they can. And Jamal's had a lot of problems with ankle injuries in the past. He rolled his ankles so many times last year. He rolled his ankle in the summer, uh, late summer last year in the lead up to training camp. That hampered him throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, throughout the start of the regular season, and was one of the reasons why he got off to another slow start shooting the ball from three. And then reportedly an ankle injury was the reason why he skipped Team Canada this summer at the FIBA World Cup. So the ankles are always a problem, and those things are kind of fluky sometimes. So I don't believe necessarily that less minutes overall will drastically decrease his chances of turning an ankle. But generally, less minutes on the floor means less injuries. So uh, that will be something that I think Denver factors in as well. So uh, again, with Murray, I think he can definitely make a leap this year. I don't think that leap necessarily coincides with more minutes per game. From a consistency standpoint, I think he can get better. From an offensive efficiency standpoint, I think he can get better. Just from an overall point guarding standpoint, uh, I think he can get better at running his team. So I definitely believe that leap can come without necessarily more increased minutes. So he played 32 and a half minutes per game last year. I've got him at 32 minutes a game this year. If you guys are sitting down on the couch this weekend, maybe to watch the Broncos and the Chicago Bears... Watch the Broncos try to get to one and one on the season. Put that loss to Oakland deep in the back of their heads. Make sure you've got 
a Breckenridge Brewery beer in your hand. It's the official beer of BSN Denver. You guys have tried them all by now, probably. The Vanilla Porter, their Oatmeal Stout, the world-famous Avalanche. If you haven't tried their Strawberry Sky, though, you guys are missing out. It's been my go-to beer of the summer. Really good in every type of venue for every type of occasion. If you're up in the mountains, if you're at a park, if you're just at your local bar, night, day, it's a great beer for every occasion. What it is, it's a lighthearted cold shale, but it's really just a light, delicious summer beer. Look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store, or if they don't have that, any other Breckenridge beer. And we've also got the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. That's where we'll be putting all the events that we have planned this year with Breckenridge Brewery. Of course, we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. Make sure you RSVP so you're on the list to get in. Let's hit a quick break. I will go down the remainder of the Nuggets starting lineup on the other side. Tell you guys what I'm predicting for minutes for Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Nicole Jokic in a minute. We'll be right back. If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in ha- helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast here on a Wednesday. Harrison Wind here as always. We are presented by Total Beverage. If you guys make a purchase of $25 or more, BSN listeners can get 30% off that purchase by using the code BSN2019. Do that online or on the Total Beverage app. Remember, Total Beverage now has CBD products as well. They have literally everything. I don't know if you guys have ever been inside that Total Beverage. It's a supermarket of liquor and now CBD, I guess, as well. Continuing on here, predicting the Nuggets rotation for next season, going through the starting lineup today, Nuggets bench unit on Thursday. Just went over Jamal Murray's minutes in segment number one. He averaged around 32.5 per game last year. I've got him at 32 this year. Moving on to Gary Harris, who played 28.8 minutes per game last season. This year, I've got him at 28 minutes of contest. And you could look at that number and say, hey, the only reason why he played under 30 minutes a game last year was because he was so injured. And if you remember... When Gary was injured in the middle of the season and came back over the last couple of months, Michael Malone was very adamant, and he said this point publicly a lot of times, that he wasn't going to push Gary very hard over the last couple months of the regular season because he wanted him fresh for the playoffs. That was the most important factor, and rightfully so. He was spot on. He wasn't going to play Gary 
really heavy minutes over the last few months of the season because he knew that him being healthy in the playoffs could make a difference. And sure enough, it made a huge difference when he pretty much took Derek White out of that first round series against San Antonio and then played really solid defense on Damian Lillard in that Portland series. I think his defense on Lillard went a little under the rug, went a little underrated in that series. But just looking at Lillard's numbers from that series and knowing how much Gary checked him, he really locked him up. He was phenomenal defensively. He was playing at like an all-NBA level defensively. And it was, in my opinion, maybe a little having to do with just players kind of heighten their play, heighten their defensive intensity in the playoffs. But I do believe the fact that he was healthy played a huge role in just Harris being as solid and as stout as he was on the defensive end of the four in those two playoff series. Like if you just look at Harris's breakdown of minutes per game last year, October, 34 minutes a game, November, 33.2 minutes a game, then he gets injured. He comes back and he doesn't play more than 28 and a half minutes per game throughout the rest of the year. Pre-All-Star break, nearly 30 minutes a game, post-All-Star break, 27 and a half minutes per game. And sure enough, his efficiency went up. Like look at March. 15 games in March, he averaged 28 and a half minutes per game, 44% from the field, 48% from three. 10.6 points per game. That's the efficiency that the Nuggets want from Gary Harris. And so I think he'll play around 28 minutes a game next year on a night-to-night basis. Sure, on some nights when Denver really needs him, I think they'll push him over that 30-minute mark. But when they don't need him, I think they'll make a big point to rest him when they need to because they got the results they wanted in the playoffs last year from him. And I do think a big reason for that was because he was fully healthy for really the first time since the beginning of the season. And that paid off for Denver in a big way. So I think Nuggets will be very mindful of that. They'll look at what happened last year and say, man, if we can just conserve him and make a point to keep his minutes down during the regular season, that's going to really help us out when it matters the most. So uh, right now I've got Harris penciled in at 28 minutes per game. I just think they'll really make a point to keep him healthy, as healthy as possible next year, not ride him as hard as they did in the regular season as the Nuggets did in October and November when he was playing over 33 minutes a night. Next up, the guy who I've penciled in at starting small forward right now, it's Will Barton. And this has been a topic I've talked about at length this summer. I do think there's a really good possibility the Nuggets have an open competition at starting small forward at training camp. But I do believe that Barton will enter that race as kind of the leader in the clubhouse. And maybe it's going too far as to say that it's his job to lose, but you know, he'll definitely enter that competition if it does take place with a leg up on Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Michael Porter. You can throw Wancho into that after you know his strong showing for Spain this summer. But I'm pegging Barton as the odds on favorite to take that job. And right now I've got him penciled in for 26 minutes a game. So by now we all know the story of what happened with Will Barton last year. Uh, opening night, he looked like the best version of himself. You know, I think people forget about that. But opening night, he goes for 19 points, 6-12 shooting, 3-5 from 3. Was absolutely phenomenal in that opening night, went over the Clippers. Was great through, I think, two quarters, maybe two quarters and change in that home opener against Phoenix. 14 points on 6-9 shooting. Then goes down with the injury. Misses all November, all December, comes back on January 12th. And in my opinion, never really consistently regained that rhythm 
that he had at the very beginning of the season and from the preseason and obviously from 2017-18. He had some decent showings, uh, but you know he never really, in my opinion, was his old self. So me predicting 26 minutes a game for him, last year he averaged 27.7, so a little bit of a dip there. And the reason for that, I think Denver's got a lot of other guys they want to play at small forward as well. And Will Barton can play the two, but you got Gary Harris, Malik Beasley there. Will Barton can play the one, as he's done for the Nuggets before, but you got Jamal Murray, Monte Morris there. And at the three, I do think he'll start there to begin the season for sure, but you know, you don't know what Michael Porter's going to bring. Denver's going to want to play Torrey Craig a bunch. Malik Beasley, I think, could steal some small forward minutes as well. So I do think Barton will play around the same minutes as last year, maybe slightly less, because you could say Denver wants to keep him as healthy as possible, but Will Barton's been a very durable player throughout his career, except for last year. So I don't think injury concerns are, are like a big red flag with him and something that Denver will be thinking about on a night-to-night basis in terms of limiting his minutes. But small forward position's a little crowded this year, definitely more crowded than it was last year. And maybe his minutes just drop ever so slightly. Uh, but I am still predicting he'll begin the season as a starting small forward, log a ton of minutes with Denver's starting lineup, and then probably be one of the first subs, I would say, for a Malik Beasley or for a Torrey Craig off the bench. Before I go ahead and give you guys my prediction for what I think Paul Millsap's minutes will look like next year, and most importantly, Nikola Jokic's, are you in need of a top dog electrician? Because for over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract company in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the BSN Back to School hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. So continuing on here, when it comes to what I believe the Nuggets' minutes will look like for their starters going through the starting lineup today, I'll get to the bench unit, which could be more interesting for you guys than these starters, quite frankly, but I'll get to them on Thursday. Paul Millsap. Last year, Paul Millsap actually averaged a few less minutes per game than I thought he did. I would have said, if you just asked me off the top of my head how many minutes per game did Paul Millsap play last year, I would have said maybe around 29 or 30, but in reality... Paul Millsap played 27 minutes per game last year. And I think what we saw with Millsap last year, you'll see a lot with Gary Harris this year in terms of when they really need him, they'll play him heavy minutes, 30, 35 minutes. When they don't need him, he'll be a top priority for a guy that they're going to rest. I think that'll really be the case with Harris next year. I think that will be the case with Millsap to an extent this year. But I also think just in general, Millsap's minutes will be less. Right now, I've got him pegged at 25 minutes per game. So a slight decrease. And, you know, Millsap was really solid last year. If you just look at the numbers and from an efficiency standpoint, one of the more efficient seasons of his career because he shot 36.5% from three. That was the best he shot from three since 2010-2011, which was probably the best year of his career with Utah. 17.3 points, 7.6 rebounds per game. Shot 39% from three that year. But 36.5% from three last year. I think maybe the decrease in minutes because the 27 minutes per game he played last year was the fewest he played since 2007-2008, his second year in the league. And I do think those lower minutes probably preserved his energy a bit, and I think maybe that was a reason why he shot well from three. 
got a lot of open threes as well. I mean, you do playing next to Nikola Jokic. So that was a factor as well. But also, Jeremy Grant's presence is probably the biggest reason why I have slightly decreased minutes paid for Millsap right now. Like, if Jeremy Grant wasn't here, Denver would have definitely looked to sign another power forward just to back up Millsap and take some of his minutes for him. But I don't think that forward, if it wasn't Jeremy Grant, would play the minutes that I have pegged for Grant next year. What that number is exactly, I'll get to on Thursday's show when I go over the bench unit. But no final thoughts on Millsap here. Uh, I've got him pegged for about 25 minutes a game. He played 27 last year. He's also just getting up there in age, right? Like He's 34 right now. He's going to turn 35 in February next year. He's slowing down. Like I still think Millsap has a few really good years left in him. A couple years left where he can definitely be a starter, potentially for the Nuggets. Uh, A couple years left where he could be a starter for a lot of teams throughout the league. And then maybe after that, he moves into more of a bench role. Uh, But just naturally, his minutes are going to drop a little as he keeps getting up there in age. So Grant's presence is a central reason why I have him playing slightly fewer minutes next year than he did last year, but also just the age factor as well. All right, last up, Nuggets starting center, Nikola Jokic. Last year, he played a lot of minutes, 31.3 minutes per game from him. I've said this on the podcast before, but he was an absolute Ironman playing 80 games, 80 starts as well. The only two games he missed were the one he was suspended for, and then the second-to-last game of the season, Game 81 against Portland, when Denver rested a lot of their starters. I think he's going to play a similar amount of minutes to what he did last year. I've got him pegged for 31 minutes per game right now, so about the same as he played a year ago. A couple factors, though, that you got to keep in mind when looking at Jokic's minutes, and I thought about dropping this down to 30, potentially. It's tough for him to go lower than that, but Denver will look to keep his minutes low for sure, preserve him, for the playoffs, like I think they'll look to preserve a lot of their key guys, uh, including Millsap. But I think they'll also look to preserve him a little bit early in the season, too, because of the FIBA World Cup and the minutes he played for Serbia over the last month or so. You know, not heavy, heavy minutes by any means, but he was playing 20 to 25 minutes a game for Serbia here throughout the tournament. So I think that's a reason why Denver might maybe initially like over October and November, the first couple months of the regular season, maybe drop his minutes slightly and begin to ramp him up and then get him to that you know, 30 to 32 range in kind of the middle of the regular season and then obviously ramp his minutes up more when it comes to the playoffs. If you look at Jokic's splits last year, he played the most minutes per game in December and January. The reason for that, well, that's when Denver had the most injuries hit its rotation. That's when Gary Harris went down. That's when Will Barton was obviously out of the lineup. Paul Millsap was out of the lineup for a few games over those couple of months. In October, 31 minutes a game. In November, dropped to 29 minutes a game. And then as the injuries hit in December, January, February, he went up to 34 minutes a game, 32 minutes a game, 32 minutes a game in February, and then dropped down a little to 31 minutes in March and then 29 in April once Denver got fully healthy again and was really preparing for the playoff push. So that could have something to do with it as well. If Denver's able to stay healthier this year, which they should be able to do with just the rash of injuries that hit their rotation last year, if they're able to stay healthier this year, that probably means slightly less minutes for Jokic. He's not going to have to carry as big of a load and won't have to do as heavy a lifting as he had to do last year when at times it was only him and Jamal Murray as two starters in Denver's starting lineup when Harris, Barton, and Millsap were all out. 
But overall, the Nuggets are going to be very conscious of Jokic's minutes. I can guarantee you that. Think back to March 14th last year. Denver beat Dallas at home 100-99. to You guys will probably remember this game the more I talk about it. But Jokic finished with 11 points, 4-9 shooting from the field, 14 rebounds, 8 assists. He was extremely quiet for most of this game. Actually ended up hitting the game winner. But after the game, Michael Malone was just asked about Jokic and the load he has had to carry. And Malone was pretty blunt. He was pretty upfront and honest. He said, quote, Nicola's tired. He's been carrying this team all season. And to that point, that was pretty much true because Denver had dealt with so many injuries. And Jokic, along with Jamal Murray, had been the few constants in that starting lineup. And so there were a lot of times last season where Jokic did show that fatigue. No, but sure enough, when it counted the most in the playoffs, he seemed like one of the more energized guys out there. I always think back to that 4 OT game in Portland. He played 60 minutes in that game and looked like he had maybe the most energy out of anybody on the floor. More energy than Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Jamal Murray, anybody on the Nuggets by the time that one was over. So he's just a gamer, but I do think Denver will be really conscious with his minutes this year because they're so deep and... I think this year, more than last year also, Denver will be playing for the playoffs. I really do believe that Denver wanted that one seed last year. And now I do still think this year, if they're in position, they'll go after it. But maybe they won't go after it quite to the extent that they did last year. And you know, when push comes to shove, they're going to rest their guys when they need to at the end of the season. That will always take priority. But Getting that playoff experience last year and the goals that some of these guys have for this year. And look, I talked with Tory Craig on Tuesday for an article that's on bsndenver.com right now about Bowl Bowl. And I just asked Tory about kind of his experience in the G League and the mentality you have to have when you go down there and really just what type of advice he would have for Bowl when he does spend time in the G League this coming season on a two way contract. There's a lot of good quotes from Tory in there. And you guys should definitely read that story on bsndenver.com. But afterwards, I also just kind of asked them about the team's goals for next season. And with them getting to the Western Conference semis last year, losing in seven games to Portland, do they let themselves think about a championship as a team goal? And he said absolutely. Uh, So I do think the playoff success last year and the playoff run they had, maybe Denver doesn't really care about a, a one seed you know, this coming season and just even places a higher priority on staying healthy and staying fresh because they've tasted the playoffs now. They know what it's like. They know that they can advance in the playoffs. And I just got to think that will take a higher priority uh, this season than like getting the one seed did last season. So when it comes to Jokic, got him playing around the same minutes per game next year as he did last year. He averaged 31.3 minutes per game last year. I've got him penciled in at 31. Maybe that number drops slightly if Denver's able to stay really healthy. Maybe that number goes up a tad if the injuries hit again. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. Let me know what you guys think. If you disagree with any of these predictions, hit me on Twitter at Harrison Wynn. Feel free to drop me an email, wind at bsndenver.com. If you're a BSN Denver subscriber, leave your questions in the comment section on the site at the bottom of this podcast on bsendenver.com. That comment section is only open to subscribers. And if you leave a question there, I will get to it before the first break on Thursday or Friday show. Again, on Thursday's edition of the pod, I'll be doing the same thing except for Denver's bench. Go over some minutes projections for Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Mason Plumley, Jeremy Grant, of course, 
who, if you guys remember, I pegged as the fourth most important player for the Nuggets next season on a podcast a few weeks ago. So, you know, I'll be projecting big minutes for him. Maybe minutes for Michael Porter Jr. as well. Uh, We'll have to see. Make sure to tune in on Thursday. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Talk to you then. Before we get out of here, a quick word from Green Mountain Dental, because as you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. So our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Liberty sees me, it stands by me, and celebrates me for who I am. When I come into the office, I feel that I belong here. I don't have to be corporate America Gabby. I can just bring Gabby to work. Reach your potential and find a job you love at Liberty Mutual. We offer development training, rich benefits, and a culture that lets you bring your whole self to work so you can pursue your tomorrow today. Ready to consider a career at Liberty Mutual? Find out how at LibertyMutualCareers.com.